listener production. Righto, let's keep rolling, rock stars. You are listening to episode 160 of the show, Part B, featuring UFC champ Alexander Volkanovsky. In the lead up to the fight, this always fascinates me about contact sports is the press conference, Alex. And I was looking at a, a recent press conference, I think it was before the third trilogy fight with your man, Max Holloway. And like you just, you don't see it in other sports where blokes are just sledging each other. You know, I, I commentate a lot of cricket. There might be some quiet sledging. I commentate a lot of AFL. Maybe they get stuck into each other. <laughs> but but, but they, they don't come out there and, and just trash talk each other. Do, do you go in with a mindset with a few lines up your sleeve? Do, do you get annoyed when blokes give you a hard time? It's part of the theatre. I get that. Mm-hmm. And, and it sells tickets mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it pays the bills. But, but how do you approach that that whole situation when 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 you're just getting taunted? I know. All week, all I heard was you guys talking about damage. We're talking about damage here. Oh, you guys, damage this, damage that. I'm known for taking damage, and he's known for not giving it. So let's get it. Hey, we're going to see Saturday night, right? That's the beauty of it. That's why you can't spar anymore, because you're punching the head too much. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Let him have him, Nine Island. Let him have him. Let him have it. Let him have it. Oh, God. I can't hear you to the noise, all day. I can't hear shit. Hey, I love it. I can't hear shit, brother. Hey, you 2-0, better be free and now. Let's go. It's Saturday night, baby. Hey, I just want to say, I want to say, booze, the booze, everything, the energy in here. I love it. I'm feeling it. I love it, too. The booze, the yes. Let's get it. I love it. So how I deal with it now is different to how I would have deal, deal with it a, a few, few fights ago. But, um, you know, again, this is a composure that I talked to you about. Like there's a pressure in staying composed. There's a job to do with things like that. that that's going through fight week and things like that as well. Um, and, yeah, that's going to happen. For me, like uh, I, I needed energy. So the, 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 beauty, the beauty of it, like I'm very comfortable with where I'm at, like uh, as, as an athlete as a professional yep. and everything like that. My confidence is through the roof right now. So uh, at nothing nothing he says can, can, can hurt me. I'm prepared. I was prepared <laughs> going into that press conference to get booed, right. which I knew I was. This which was his time down. He's very loud. Yes, I got booed. Don't let it get to me. He started like uh, chirping a little bit. And for me, it's just like, again, like you're right, people want to do that to sell tickets. He wanted to get in my head. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm a pretty chill dude and I'm not going to let it, make me emotional and do what I want to do. I'm like, come on, mate. Why be like that for? You know what I mean? Like, relax, relax. Come on. Come on, Max. That's not, not what, like, what you like. And it was funny because he wanted a reaction, a certain reaction out of me. Yes. I didn't give it to him. I didn't give him the reaction he wanted. And I could see that puzzling him, the fact that I wasn't reacting how he wanted and how I was so chill about it. And then I could see him second guessing himself. So, so if you can, if you can gain an edge, like obviously, yep. what you explained to me, you're looking to gain an edge. What about the other bit that fascinates me is when you have the face off, whether it's mm-hmm. at the weigh in or the press conference, and and you 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 nose to nose, forehead to forehead, and you're staring into the man's eyes. Yep. Is this another opportunity to gain an edge? Like it, it's cliched. We don't do that in real life where we go up and stand a meter, a centimeter from someone and look into their eyes. Do you see into a person's soul? I, I don't want to get too spiritual, but it's an unusual situation and there's always, it's almost like the energy cackles around it. Uh, for me, uh, it's just, uh, look, I'll go there and I like to do it because uh, at the end of the day, 
tomorrow or in a couple of days, I'm standing across the octagon from this guy. Hey, enjoy it. A lot of times we just do a face-off, I get to feel the energy. You know, I might look at them like, yeah, yeah, he, he, he thinks he's ready. Yeah, he might be confident because he thinks he's ready. He might not look uncomfortable. But, you know, when I'm standing in front of him doing my thing, oh, I know I'm still going to... So you, you can't take too much from a face-off. When people... I know Mike Tyson used to say it, and I love it, when he goes, um, yeah, you could see people defeated, like, you know, just by looking at their eyes. Yeah. I think that's looking a little too far into it because, again, right. I've, I've, I used to be awkward with him. L- lean in. L- hang on, I, still, I still kick their ass, <laughs> let, <laughs> let like me, I said. So. Let me try. Lean in for me. Lean in. Lean in. It's hard to look at you from here. All right. I'm going to try and... Yeah, because I'm going to look at the lens, right? You want to yeah, look at the lens or look at you? Well, look at me. Look at... Yeah. So I'm trying to look at you. Yeah, no, you've got me. I'm not I'm not staring I'll do this eyes. so you're looking yeah. at me. Oh, no, no, I don't want to do it now. You got me then. No, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. No, you got me. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near you. I've got a little trick for you next. If you ever do it, if you ever do it... Yeah. Um, look... Between the eyes. Ah, right. Right on the bread bridge. Right. Because yeah. uh, people want to look in the eyes and they tend to do this. They, yeah. You'll see their eyes go. Yeah, you know, you got me. <laughs> so I, I keep a nice steady stir and I look right at them like this. Enough, enough, you got me. I, I, I don't know what, there I, you go. You've, you've rattled me. I don't know my next question now. <laughs> see, like I said, the, the face-off the face off can work. It depends on the person, right? It would work on me. If I ha- had to do it, if I had to fight you, yep. I think the face-off, I could I could take a, a, a lot, you know, I mean, I could I've use no that doubt. to my advantage a lot, you know what I mean? So. I've no doubt. <laughs> I've no doubt, Volk. Now, listen, stripping weight, I, I had the pleasure of talking to Robert Whitaker about this. So you said you fought at you fight at sixty five, did you say? Sixty five point eight. That's what I weigh in at. Yes. You weigh in at sixty five point eight. In your in your height of training, what are you weighing as a general bloke? Uh, now about a seventy six would be so, a good number. So you've got to drop ten kilos. Ten plus kilos. I used to do a lot more. Like how much more? I used to get up to eighty six kilograms. So you had to drop. 20 kilos yes. in what period of time? Losing it, you know, like you'd need a good care for that, like you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, at least at least, at least six weeks, eight, eight, uh, six to eight weeks to, to get down to, to 65.8. Uh, and how, when you're really trying to strip it off, h- how hard is it? Because you've got to retain your strength mm-hmm. and, 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 and your physical being, obviously, but how hard is it? To strip weight, what does it do to you physically and mentally? Well, that's why being at a at a sensible weight all through the year is a lot better because if you have a drastic weight cut, like I just told you, 86 kilograms to 65, yep. you know, you do something like that, all of a sudden, you know, as you said, you want to hold your muscle. And I talked about earlier, I talked, I touched on it earlier about having uh, the right engine, performing in the gym. How are you going to perform in the gym when you need to lose so much weight? Because at that stage... You know, you can't slowly bring that weight down because you don't have the time to do that. So you need to bring that down. Do you have to stop eating or what do you do? No, you don't stop eating, but, I mean, your calories are going to be very low. The negative cows are going to be very, very drastic and you're going to be weak. You're going to get sick. And don't get me – let me tell you, I used to get sick a lot. Did you? With staph infections from it. You would get the flu. You would get everything. 
Um, and it would, uh, you know, it's, it's not healthy. So, uh, being professional and being at a good weight all year round. So you can slowly bring that weight down. You might do a fair bit in that, that week, but I mean, uh, you don't need to train so hard now. So now it's all about getting the weight off. So, you know, you can be a lot more professional about it. There's a science behind it and, you know, having the right team around you and, and doing it safely is, uh, is what it's all about. What, what's the worst part of it? When, when you're in that last week and you've still got X kilos to drop, what's the, what's the worst part of it? Oh, it's going to have to be that last 24 hours when you have to stop drinking water and um, you start to sweat it out and you get really dry and, yeah, it can get, a pretty, get pretty brutal. In what way? Well, let's, uh, you know, when we say dehydrate, I'll give you an example. I'll lose five kilograms Overnight. Jeez. And uh, I'm already, I've already depleted a bit of water by then. So I'm a seven kilograms, I'll be seven kilograms out like a week out. Yep. I will uh, get down to about four or five kilos the night before, about five kilograms usually. And yeah, I'll have to sweat that. And I'm already, when I say depleted, you'll see me at the start of the week. And then you'll see me on the, say, the Thursday. And I'm already like a lot smaller, a lot more shrunken. You even see me drawing a little bit, and then I'll mm. still need to lose five kilograms from there. So it's, it, if it's not done properly, it can be it can be dangerous, and you know, obviously, you you need to have the right people around you to make sure you can do that successfully and safely. And what does it do to your body that like, like that just before you're gonna weigh in? And I'll talk about then putting the weight back on, but like. Are you is it? are you dry beyond dry in your mouth? Are you are you, are you getting headaches? You know, you know when we get dehydrated, these are the things that generally happen to us in day to day life. What's it like when you're doing it to the extreme? And I, and I know you're doing it in a professional manner with yep. with medical professionals around you. I understand that, but still, there has to be effects on your body. Yeah, there there is. Yeah, there is. There's a you're definitely not not so clear. <laughs> uh, you get you do get you do get uh, dizzy. And because of the low blood blood sugars and all that, you have to be careful. Uh, you know, you can you know stand up too quick and get dizzy and things like that. And yeah, it's a uh, it's very uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable, but I mean, uh, I'm a lot better with it now, like yep. you know, because I, I do it I do it a lot better now. And so uh, you even see me shadow boxing before I jump out on the scale. But I mean, you you won't see a lot of fighters uh, like that. A lot of them, uh, yeah, they they almost look uh, dead to the world. So it's 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 pretty brutal. And then what happens when you jump off the scales? You've done your weigh-in. So this is what a lot of people don't understand, I think. Oh, is yeah, that, 100%. That you, yeah. you weigh in at 65.8, but then you can fight at whatever weight you get to mm-hmm. after you weigh in, yeah? Yep. So what you get off the scales, are you, like, are you straight into the food and drinks? What happens then? Well, you know, again, there's there's, uh, there's science behind that. And uh, a lot of people will just like, oh, I can drink now. They just start sculling water and sculling Gatorades and eating things straight away, which – the losing the weight, you got to be. As I told you, there's a there's a science to that, and there's a science to bringing it back in. The reload is very important, and a lot of people get that wrong. They get too excited, and they can get uh, you know they can get sick, um, they can get you know constipated and very uncomfortable diarrhea, all that type of stuff. It can go terribly wrong right. if you don't reload properly. So uh, you need to be very prof- professional and disciplined in the reload. I want to just skull. Let me skull this Gatorade because I am so dry and so thirsty. Um, but, you know, you have to zip. It needs to slowly uh, come in. Otherwise, it can go terribly wrong. So it's uh, the reload is very, very important. So let's say you're an hour out from a fight now. Actually, I'm going to play to you. Uh, I, I'm very lucky to have a couple of young kids, Alex. Okay. Um, and they, 
they frequently ask questions to the guest, the one who's most invested. So my my 10-year-old son, um, he was watching some clips of you last night when I was looking at him. He's looking at my shoulder and he's like, oh, gee, he looks like a tough man. I said, yeah, mate, he is a tough man. His name is Mac, but he operates as the big penguin. That's his nickname that he gave himself. So are you happy to take on the question, Volk, from the big penguin? I'm happy to take it on. All right. Hey, Alex, big penguin here. First off, I hope your hand's getting better. Anyway, so... When I used to be at home by myself, I used to get a bit worried when I didn't know when my parents were getting, going to get back home, but that's all right now. So anyway, do you get scared when you're cage fighting? So he wanted to know about fear. Fear, yep. Man, it's a, it's a, it's a really good question. It really is. Um, it, it, can, it can be a hard one to answer. So for, for me... Like, I, I, again, I, told, I talked to you about having a fear of losing. Yes. There's no fear of the man in front of me and the harm he can do to me. The fear of that man being able to take what's mine away from my family and myself mm. and all that. You know, there's a fear of something going wrong and me losing everything I have, losing that, that big, you know, paycheck and carving it or even less. Losing that that belt and opportunities that come with it, you know, being a four steps back and you know by the time I can go fight for that title again, you know what I mean? Sponsorships, all that type of stuff, you know the the you know the the feelings I'm gonna get with my family knowing I lost and you know my my team and all that type of stuff. There's a fear of that happening, not a fear of right. being in a cage with with, with a man because at the end of the day, I don't care what he does to me. I care what he does to my family. And uh, the only thing he can t- do to my family is beat me and uh, take away what what's, what opportunities I can give them. So that that's all that matters. He can do whatever he wants to me. He can break my bones. As long as I get that, that, that win and that paycheck from my family, I'm happy. And that's me. And uh, that's my main drive. And I think that's why, and my main focus, I think that's why I don't have a fear of any, any man in the octagon. It's, it's a great answer. So uh, what, what do you tell yourself? Half an hour, 15, mm-hmm. 10, 5, 2 minutes before you step into that octagon. What are you telling yourself? Exactly that. It's funny you say that. And you said that exactly on time. Before I walk out, about 15 minutes, we put, we play, start playing some music. It's like my team know that this is the time I do this as well. Um, they'll put on whether it is Land Down Under, um, <laughs> some familiar songs. Because uh, uh, I sit there and I end up, I like march around in a circle. And I tell myself, you know, I used to say it to myself, but now I say it out loud because I want to, I want to, I don't care who's hearing it. I want to, you know, I want to feel it and it's real. I sit there and I'm like, there's no way he's taking that belt away from my family. I've worked too hard. You know, my family sacrificed too much. My team sacrificed too much. We've all sacrificed too much for to let him take it away from me. There's no way he's worked harder than me. So I sit there and I, I'd say that. You know, like I remind myself why I'm in there, why I can't lose, why I need to stick to a game plan, why I can't be scared, why I can't be fearful, why I can't worry about all these things. Who Stop being selfish. Stop worrying about that. Stop worrying about you getting hurt or you, you know what I mean, or or, or things like that. It's bigger than that. And that's how I look at it. I remind myself that, yeah, in a world, you know, I'm not a very selfish man. So I look at that as being selfish, me being fearful and being scared to do something that's, you know, that that can affect me winning, you know what I mean? So 
it's a. Uh, it's funny because that's what I do. I march around and I, I remind myself why I need to go out there and need to stick to a game plan and do what I need to do. And, uh, yeah, that's why I can stay so composed because I, I, I don't give myself any other option. Back to Alex shortly. We have featured one other UFC champion on this podcast. His videos on the Howie Games YouTube channel are by far and away our most watched. His name is Robert Whitaker, and he dominated on episode 112 of the show. It seems hell on earth when you're trying to strip weight. I don't know if that's an over-exaggeration. You said you've – what did you say? You've, you've fought at 84 and yeah. you're normally 96? Yeah. So talk me through the process, the mental and physical process. I've seen it with jockeys, but of trying to strip weight. Um, it is – it is terrible. <laughs> it is, is it? terrible. It is, is, is it? Honestly, you can't explain it. You can't explain how bad it is. You can't. Try Try You used a beautiful analogy before. Why is it so terrible? Because you've, oh mate, you've never felt anything like thirst, true thirst, true dehydration. If like where to the point where you're losing your hearing, you're losing your sight. You your mouth feels like sand. You can't sleep. You're you've got no energy. It's like thirst and hunger are the two worst things in the world, and I, I wish it upon nobody. And um, honestly, it. It is it is terrible to to to, to go through. So to, like you haven't experienced true thirst. Dehydration is the worst, the worst thing in the world. There is nothing like it. It is it makes you forget everything. It makes you not want anything. There is nothing in the world more important to you than like a sip of water when you're that thirsty. That's Robert Whittaker back on episode one hundred and twelve of the show. Alrighty, let's get back to Alex. You spoke about your family numerous times. Mm-hmm. How old are your kids? Six and four. Which is a beautiful thing. You've got a, you. a wife that you've been with since you were a teenager. Your kids are probably too young. How do you deal with the worry of your wife, the, the, the concern she has for her husband, the man she loves, the father of her children, getting in there and potentially being really, really badly hurt? I think because we 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 grew up together pretty much. We grew up in this sport together, so there's a lot of experience there. So like now, there's a confidence that I have, and there's a confidence that she has. In she knows I'm prepared. She comes and watches. We always do my last hard workout. That they, they'll come and watch. Do they? So uh, you know, and I think that's good for her to see. So so she can go in there and ah, oh, he's ready. He's fit. Look at him. Right. She might be telling me something to protect me. Yeah. Uh, to, to not put weight on my shoulders knowing that she's scared when I go in there. But, I mean, she, she tells me as she deals with it, obviously, you know, she'll feel some things here and there. But, like, you know, she's uh, definitely getting much better with it. And obviously she's going to be nervous. Maybe I have helped her that way or maybe she's just telling me that to protect <laughs> me. I don't know. Your fight versus Brian Ortega, September 2021, uh, fight of the year. Now, you, you were in – you won by a unanimous decision, but you were in what was termed – this is where it's past my uh, technical expertise, expertise of your sport. You're in the guillotine, and your man Joe Rogan, who has got a fairly successful podcast, it must be said. <laughs> he, 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 this, this is what he said. That kind of guillotine with a guy like that is death. It's death. And oh. that crazy motherfucker from Australia got out where 99.99% of the people who have ever lived would have tapped out. Yeah. That fucking savage. It's like, not today, bitch. I'd rather die. What's the guillotine 
And I looked at it. Your face was changing colour. Mm-hmm. I started to get short of breath just watching what was happening to you. It is, it's perfect because I'm glad you asked this question at the end. Yep. Because you heard me talk and answer all your questions. Yep. And a lot of them come into this exact moment. Perfect. Um, where I'm in this position that I trained to get myself not put in that position, but he did an incredible job to put me in that position. So he's choking you ostensibly, yeah? He's choking you? It's a blood oxygen oxygen choke. So obviously it's to stop the blood and oxygen going to your brain and you go go to sleep. Wow. A star. Oh! Oh, he's going to go for T-City! That's tight! Oh, my goodness, that's tight! Oh, that's the star for Volkanovski! he's trying to escape! You might go to sleep. Obviously, you can't breathe as well. So it is an uncomfortable position and it's... Uncomfortable. Yeah. So I, he's put me in this position and before I knew it, I realised sort of where I was at and I'm instantly, again, not, oh, no, what do I do? It is, again, I adapt, adjust to what needs to be done, make space and things like that. This is just going to be my automatic re- reaction because that's just how I, I do things. You know, I, I'm a problem solver. The grip is breaking. Oh, oh, for now, Volkanovski oh. is out. But he can't oh, get his choke. I've always been a problem solver, as again, for life experiences and all that type of stuff. It gets me to this position. I'm in that position, and instantly I'm pushing on the arm, trying to make space, pushing on his hips to bring up. He's hooking my legs, and I'm doing whatever I can, trying to turn my chin in. I'm doing everything I can, everything that should work, or the only options I have to get myself out. And I'll be honest to tell you if it was even working. Huh. So at the time it wasn't working. The lights were dimming. I talked to you about the lights dimming. The lights were dimming. And I, at that moment, I'm like, remember thinking there's no, like I, there was honestly, I thought of my family and I go, there's no way this belt's not coming home to my family. I remember just, uh, it was something like that. It something to do with, the last with him, I was like, no, this can't be. There's no way. Like, I thought of my family, my family losing, me losing, my family losing. Yeah, losing that belt, whatever it is, losing opportunities and all that type of stuff. That was what I, I actually thought of. I was like, there's no way. Oh, my goodness. He's out. Wow. What a wow. rally. Championship medal from Volkanovski. And uh, me being stubborn and resilient and uh, never give up attitude, even though what I was doing wasn't working because, again, I did that and the lights were still dimming. I kept trying, kept trying, and uh, I think I might have made enough space, just enough space to make sure there was a little bit of blood going there so I didn't fall asleep because at the end of the day, you go to sleep, there's nothing you can do. So the the fact that I was uh, being stubborn with it, I made just enough space, even though I couldn't breathe, it was very uncomfortable in that, but I, I made enough space for me not to go to sleep. So I'm doing it and it's still not working, and then uh, from me being stubborn and never give up attitude and what I'm all about... <laughs> His arms literally started to tire. Before I gave in, his arms gave gave, gave out. So, uh, like, you know, his, uh, he gave up, like his grips gave up before I gave in. And uh, you've seen him start to loosen, like, loosen, yeah. gets uh, weaker and weaker, and the space got bigger and bigger, and I got out. Wow, Ooh, man, that's heart right there, buddy. You it can't is, teach that right there. It's hard not to panic when you're in that mountain. Oh, oh, right to work now with the ground and pound inside the closed guard of Ortega. And now the champ is pissed off. You know what I mean? He wants to get you back for that one. So uh, 
It was a yeah, good good example of of resilience, durability, never give up attitude, being a all right, not comfortable in uncomfortable positions, accepting uncomfortable positions. I accepted what it was, but I needed to do something about it. It wasn't working. But look at the look at look at Volkanovski. Got squeezed like that. Got so out of it and he went right here. back to work. Be resilient, keep doing it, stick to it, <laughs> stay disciplined, do what you need to do. You know, we never give up attitude. So I just stayed on top, on top of it and I got out. Yes. Put it this way. Like you said, when he, when Joe Rogan says 99.9% of people would not get out of that, I believe it. Yeah, so do I. I After believe uh, would they have done the right techniques to try and make the space? We don't even know. When it wasn't working, would they still try when they know it's not working or would they just give up? Oh, I tried. And then will they have that enough res- uh, resilience? Were they fit enough? Did, was their cardio held enough to even be able to hold their breath for that long or to be in that position? Especially not only that, as soon as that was unlocked, instantly, again, I was just in the worst position you could ever think of, ever dream of. It's a nightmare. Oh, my goodness. That is tight. It's going to go for the arm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me right now? I thought it was over the twice. Champ. He's, he's a savage, man. As soon as his grips let go, I instantly told myself, because I felt his grips get weaker and weaker, that he was gassing and he was tired. I'm getting up and taking advantage of this. And now he's just beating the Now ball. he's like, I'm going to make you break for that. Oh, big oh, shot's getting through. Unbelievable. Short time. Oh, huge ground strikes from Volkanovski. One of the best title rounds you will see. Wow. Wow. Whoa. What a round. So I literally end up getting on top. He chased a couple more submissions, got on top, and then I just went ham on him. So instantly, my reaction after being in the worst position you could ever be in was, he's fucked. Let's get him. Right. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's just, uh, again... It's just the the guy of uh, not only me. We've be we've be built out of myself to be. Final one for you. We're lucky enough, Alex, to have a lot of kids listen to this show, and you've given so many lessons around strength and resilience and never giving up, which is the aim of this podcast. So I thank you for that, and I appreciate your considered answers for all the kids out there that want to achieve some success in their life, in their chosen field, not in your field, in their field. What advice would you give them from a bloke who started out as a concreter trying to be an UFC fighter and is now the the biggest name in his division? Oh, man, there's so many things. There's so many things. And it's, um, it's, a, it's a weighty question when you have kids because you understand the full weight of the question. Yeah. Um, and when, yeah, so one thing that I said and I've, that I've seen and it makes a lot of sense to me is uh, – you know, a lot of people try to look for things to motivate motivate them. They need motivation to do stuff. Um, but discipline, be disciplined to do it. You don't need motivation to do something. You should be disciplined enough to do what's going to make you be better and do better. So, uh, you know, that that just that. Like, again, I could go on all day and, and try and talk people into how to do that, but understanding that being disciplined is uh, will, will make you uh, great you want to be great, you need to be disciplined. Hmm. You, know, you don't need to be, yeah, being motivated can get you places, but being disciplined can get you a lot further.
It's a great answer, mate. I will follow your next fight, hopefully in Australia. I know that's the plan. I hope that's the case because mm-hmm. you deserve 55,000 people screaming for you at Marvel Stadium. That would be brilliant, mate. I hope you recover soon. Look after yourself. Look after your family. Thank you so much for joining me on the Howie Games. You've answered so many of my questions and you've given me an insight into what you do and I really appreciate it. Good luck, mate. No worries. I thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much to Alex for being such a willing, warm guest. I would love to see these guys train in person one day. They are seriously, seriously impressive athletes. Good luck to Alex moving forward. Do not forget the UFC fight pass. Thanks to the star that is Arabella Crouch from the UFC for making this episode happen. Thank you so much, Arabella. Well done to our new big gun producing recruit, Tommy Dullard, for getting stuff done. And thanks to all you fine folk for giving the pod some of your time. Really appreciate it. Until next week with James Hurd, don't miss it. Peace and love. And we can do it if we try, try, try. If we try, try, try. If we try, try, try. try.